Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Show. I am Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we're coming to you from our little studio in our little office. Today we're going to talk about five things that you might want to consider for your digital marketing strategy in 2023. You may want to consider uh, using what's called micro-influencers. So everyone kind of jokes about the term influencers. We all see them on Instagram and they're kind of hawking their goods and their products. And You want to buy this lipstick? Right, they've got their snake oils or whatever. you got to give them some kind of offer so that they can get their, their followers to come in and you can track it. And the fact is you, you provide them a good service and they're gonna give you an honest review. And that review is going to be a pretty darn good review. And not only are they gonna share that with their channels, you're then gonna do exactly what Corey and I talk about all the time, is you're gonna repurpose that content. So you're gonna take those reviews, you're gonna share it on your channels, then you might even put a little ad dollars behind those social reviews, and then you're gonna boost the heck out of them and increase the reach. And you know, the one thing that we get when we start talking to this with clients is that, well, where are we going to find these social influencers and how much is this going to cost? It costs a lot less than you think and your agency that you work with works with influencers and works with agencies that are only working with influencers. So it's one of those things like don't shy away from it. This might be a good year to just give it a try. Yeah, let me read you a couple of statistics. So after engaging with a micro-influencer, on a social media post, 76% of people search for more information. That's huge. That's so huge. you're generating that interest right there. 65% visited the brand's website. So again, you're driving clicks right back to your practice. 46% made a purchase. And I think I can just stop right there. That's yeah. all the numbers you need to, to see. And you're not really doing much. You're making, you're giving an offer. Your agency's doing the work and they're doing the rest of it. Right, and then you're providing a service that you're gonna to provide to anybody else that walks through the door. You don't have to do anything different. Yep. And don't tell me that this doesn't work in healthcare because I was sitting in a certification, a social media marketing certification with one of these national associations that I'm a member of. And I was going through um, the entire like module, it was live, on influencers. and. The hospitals are doubling down on influencer marketing. There's hospitals that are doing it for individuals um, going through sex change. There are um, hospitals doing it for like in the dermatology side. There's, you know, um, they're, they're using influencers for cardiovascular health. They're using influencers for, um, for minority populations and reaching the minority populations in a different way than traditional advertising. So if the hospitals are doing it, your practice can be doing it. We talk a lot about using Google ads as an example or Facebook, Instagram. Those are kind of the big ones. But there's different um, platforms out there that may make sense. So for example, Bing ads, that's a big one. Um, we do that with a lot of our clients because what we find is when your patient population is a little bit older, they'll have Microsoft Edge already installed on their computers and they won't change it to Chrome. So right when they open up their computer, they land on Bing, they type in their search, and they're only looking at Bing ads. So they would never even see a Google ad. Anyway. And that age group is more trusting of the ads. Yeah, right, right. And, uh, and it's cheaper also because there's, there's more real estate there. Um, TikTok is another one. 
that uh, you may want to consider advertising on, Spotify, Pandora, any of those audio channels. Those are channels. great for branding, mm -hmm. straight up branding, while people are sitting there. So we have experience with um, Pandora and Spotify, and you can either submit bullets or talking points, or you can actually give them a script. And what's nice is they'll turn it around and produce it. And they do a pretty good job. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, another opportunity when it comes to digital ads is geofencing. So whenever you set up an ad campaign, you really, you always sort of geofence, which essentially just means that you're targeting a specific area or a region. So if you're a practice, normally let's say you jump on Meta and you're setting up an Instagram ad, you can put your radius at five miles. But you can get very specific. You can go down to um, as little as one mile. You can go as big as the entire country. You know, it, it kind of runs the gamut. But if you go really small, um, you can go small and target based off of uh, particular interests. And once you do that, you can really hone in on your potential target. So you could say, I want to target people one mile around this gym who are interested in physical fitness. Yeah. Yeah. When I speak at conferences, we will run geotargeting and um, what are the ones where retargeting ads when I'm there, remarketing ads. And they'll put my face on this with my talk and be like, thanks for joining us at the MGMA. And then we'll run those. And then people will come up to our booth or come stop me at the, you know, at the lunch line and say, you know, I just saw a Facebook ad of yours. And I knew they were because I'm at the conference. They're at the conference and we're hitting it. We even have clients who will say, I need more employees and I want to steal employees from that other practice. And we'll run geo-targeted ads around that practice. I think another thing that we're really paying attention to this year is I, I just can't harp enough at the importance of your digital footprint and you know getting having a strong reputation online and one way to really get a strong reputation on online is just to get more reviews you know do what you do focus on delivering great customer care focus on the operational issues you know making sure the front desk desk is customer service focused that you can get people in you have easy access and then get more reviews and now is a good time to start looking at an HL7 integration and finding whoever it is that you're doing, um, that's doing your review management, let's go ahead and connect them to your EHR, take the, take the human error opportunity out of it, and just every patient, send them a review request, and let's get more reviews this year. Well, not even the human error, it's just the human, human time. inconsistency. It's just, yeah, it's the suck it, it, yeah. Yeah, because if, if you have someone that has to go in manually and they're supposed to, let's say, do it at the end of every day or the end of every other day, export the patient list, send it to someone who sends it to someone who sends it to someone who then yeah, sends it out. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, there's just a lot of opportunities for that chain to break. So That's if you have the HL7 integration, it automatically happens in the background. You pay for it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And then it takes care of itself. And a lot of times... Practices will ask, well, how do I filter out the negatives? And you really can't. Totally. So when we're looking at, speaking of kind of negatives, so the ne so all of your reviews provide you insight into what those customers and those patients are saying about your practice. One thing that we see all the time is access to my provider, access to the practice. I want to be able to do things on my time, not on their time, which kind of leads to something that we're really paying attention to for this next year, which is chat functionality. Yeah, and so that's essentially just a HIPAA-compliant way where patients can talk to you, either from the website or text you on a phone, um, whatever that case may be. So, um, you know, there's some vendors out there where uh, they will actually tie to your existing phone number. Patient can pull up their phone and, quote-unquote, text you. They think that they're texting you, and it actually is totally HIPAA-compliant. It runs through um, this particular software, and then it routes to the team 
at your practice, so it's accounting, uh, front desk, clinical team, whatever the case may be, and then you're able to have those instant kind of like one-on-one -on -one communications. As a patient, you feel like you're number one because you're getting responses within a couple of minutes, um, and as a practice, you're able to kind of funnel this and take care of it without having to pick up the phone, which saves a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely, and it's what your patients are wanting and asking for. Yep, for sure. And then um, last one I want to talk about is lobby videos. So you're, the best patient is the one you already have. And if you're looking to increase revenue, let them know about your other services. I use this example all the time, but if you're an ENT practice, somebody comes in because they have an ear infection, they may not know that you also can treat their sinuses. So tell them while they're sitting in your lobby through this video. So they don't have to read a lot, but maybe they're watching a patient testimonial or maybe it's just a slide that comes up that says, we can treat your sinuses. Oh, I didn't know that. Ask about how we can help today. I'm sitting there, I'm gonna ask about it. Absolutely, because it's one of those things like, Back in the day, you would maybe have like something physical in the patient room, or you know, you cross market with posters and things like that. Which, or maybe you don't, because I go into a lot of practices they don't where they don't it. even do that. But I think there's there's just like you said, the best patient is the one you already have. You already have a TV in your lobby, so why are you not using that TV instead of the local news, which gets you know really repetitive? Why not use it to get your own message out there? and to talk about all the great stuff you're doing in the community, or talk about how great your employees are, or how great your doctors are. You can cross market for pennies on the dollar right now. We even have practices now doing large employee events where they're bringing people into the, like they're closing for an hour, bringing everybody into the waiting room with the TVs, then they're broadcasting it live from another office so that they're able to interact directly with their, with their employees. Just lots of new technology out there, and there's no reason to not take advantage of it. Not expensive. It's just something if you got to put focus on it. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. so big opportunities for 2023, new digital ad channels, um, ad geofencing, HL7 integration, chat functionality, lobby videos. Just a handful. We have plenty more, but today we're only going to cover the top five. With that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. See you next time on the Doctor Marketing Tip Show. Thanks a bunch. Bye, guys.